0: Hello, Will Yeoman, and welcome to another episode of The Pod Well Travelled. Uh, today, we've got another, well, I keep saying we've got special, special episodes, but this is special for for a different reason from the other episodes in as much as I'm talking to my good colleague, Moans Johansson, who is out and about on a, on a Wildflower coach trip at the moment. So we're going to hook up with him in a second. But before that, I just wanted to let you know that what we've got coming up is also a, another chat with uh jerome sir who you might remember is the um program director on board the viking um heimdall and stephen scarfield caught up with him when they were both together on a cruise in france so this time we're going to um jerome is apparently going to tell us how to how to get the french to speak english to you so can't wait for that we're also going to catch up with stephen and grady brand who is a bit of a wildflower expert um the two of them uh formed part of a party um last weekend when they traveled to carrara um in the Gascoyne region uh which is like a sort of a national park comprising a few old sort of stations there so really looking forward to catching up with those guys in the meantime was Moens your hands and champing at the bit Moens, how are you going i'm really well thank you well <laughs> excellent <laughs> so that the, was a very long intro <laughs> yeah 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 no no i, I just thought I'd, I'd let you sort of you know take a deep breath yeah and, you know, gather your no, thoughts. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> well, there's a lot, uh, a lot for the listeners to look forward to, I'm sure.
0: There is. So in the meantime, tell us, where, where are you right now and, and why are you, in fact, where you are right now?
1: Well, uh, we are on uh, one of our, oh, the travel club's uh, coach trips. Uh, Stephen has sort of affectionately called it the, a good day out, which uh, it's turning out to be. It's a it's a beautiful day out. We've sort of head, headed out uh, out of Perth out towards um, 2J and had a couple of stops at a, a couple of uh, locations to look at some wildflowers. Uh, and right now we've just put, pulled up at the uh, Digidigi Ridge, uh, just out in the Chittering Valley. Mm-hmm. It used to be uh, formerly known as Black Boyer Hill for those who who've seen it or been here before. Uh, but Grady's just ducked off with a group of people up on uh, one of the wildflower walks and Stephen's busy preparing lunch, so it was left for me to speak to you.
0: Stephen's preparing lunch isn't that taking wow, any life into your own he's, hands well
1: wow, he's, un- he's unpacking some eskies oh that's, that's, okay that's about the extent of it he's not actually
0: cooking okay okay, you, okay can I, uh-huh. I can expect you all back safely then now I mean yeah, yeah. You, you guys have done these tours before and they've always proven really popular and successful they sell out so quickly so I'm assuming you've got a full coach load again today
1: yeah, we I think we have 47 uh, guests on board today, wow. and uh, so so it certainly is full, uh, and so we how, how the day is sort of panning out is basically, I mean, Stephen between Stephen, Grady, and the uh, coach driver, you know, there's sort of a running commentary of uh, all kinds of things of, uh, you know, like the, the country you're traveling through, a little bit of history of uh, 2J and so on, and uh, um, and then you know when we stop at, at various locations like here at Digi Digi Ridge, you know there's a sort of wildflower walks. Uh, there's a couple of options here. Uh, mm-hmm. As I said, Grady is just taken off with a with a group of people to look at some uh, some flowers up on on a, a sort of little uh, hill that's alongside here. Um, and uh, so, so he's the, the obviously the wildflower expert. Uh, Stephen and I. Uh, much, my uh, well, Steve and I are sort of uh, floating around and helping with all kinds of other things. Amongst amongst them, uh, with phone tips, uh, you know, using your phone to get them great wildflower pics. Uh, and so we're we're sort of just tagging along, really, and just having a good day out.
0: Oh no, it sounds it sounds really lovely, actually. And and I was was going to ask you about the photography aspect because that is something that you do push when you advertise these tours isn't it that if people are interested in learning how to get the most out of their mobile phone cameras you guys are really across all that particularly when it comes to wildfire photography
1: yeah yeah and it, it is i mean we are constantly surprised by you know uh, how much we can we can actually sort of teach people on these things because they are uh, you know there's a lot more to it than just pointing and, and pointing the camera at something and, and shooting it. In particular, when it's with wildflowers, you know, because mm. uh, you know obviously you know, mm. them are, are tiny, so you just need to get down on your hands and knees and uh, and uh, you know exercise a bit of creativity in the the way you frame your shot. And uh, also, you know, it's about knowing what all the, the different phones are capable of. I mean, everyone there's probably I I reckon twenty different types of camera phones on, on the bus here today so it can be a bit of a struggle yeah. to be across all of them but uh, of we try our best and, and help out with uh, getting the most out of whatever phone people have
0: yeah, no, basically uh, uh, no, I mean, yeah that's that's the, that's the idea yeah, yeah absolutely now you know talking about taking photographs of wildflowers how much has there been to shoot because we're relatively early in the season at the moment aren't we is there is there enough stuff for you to, to look at well to
1: you'd be I mean I'm Pleasantly surprised, I, I, there's there's actually a lot around, and having someone like Grady around, of course, is uh, a great help because he he knows where to look. Yes. I mean, you know, obviously there's a lot of uh, 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 wattles out now, you know, so there's you know splashes of yellow everywhere, but uh, there's plenty of other things to see as well. Um, Grady found several orchids and. Uh, you know, everyone's been down on their hands and knees trying oh, to to fantastic. capture the perfect shots of them. So there's there's lots around. Um, so and, and of course it's not it's not just about the wildflowers. I mean, Grady and and Stephen as well have got you know stories about uh, you know the, uh, the 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 trees and the, the sort of environment they live in and and uh, how uh, how how the ecosystem sort of. Uh, evolve around them basically so so it's a, sort of really an educational tour on so many levels
0: Yeah, no, I mean that, that sounds amazing Now, I mean maybe before I let you go it, it's really interesting to me that these coach trips are still so popular and also there seems to be a lot still happening in, in the local tourism space and the reason I ask that is because if you remember, you know, before Western Australia finally opened up to international um travel and so forth, I mean, a lot of people were getting perhaps a, a little bit jaded or a little bit sick of <laughs> travelling around Western Australia, but that doesn't seem to be the case now. They, they've got that option, and yet they're still fully embracing what we've got here to offer in Western Australia.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, all all of the um, the, the busloads that we're filling up uh, this week uh, from West Travel Clubs, I mean, they're, they're all West Australians, and uh, so, so, yeah, there certainly is still... Uh, an appetite to get out and about and and see and learn things about our own place. Yeah, oh, that's and, amazing. Uh, I guess you know, I, I, you know, uh, without blowing Stephen and Grady's trumpet too much, you know, I mean, there are two extremely knowledgeable guys to to have with you on a tour. So uh, I mean, I, I think there's a extra value in a tour like this. You know, mm, uh, like I said, course. it's not only those two guys, but uh, you know, the boss. Bus driver John is a very knowledgeable guy about, you know, uh, obviously the regions that he, he drives through, and uh, he's usually the tour operator or the tour guide, uh, so to speak. So, um, you know, they're, they're really getting good value for money, the guys that are on here.
0: Yeah, well, as you say, when you put it that way, it's no surprise that they sell it so quickly. So look, so you've you've got the rest of today, um, and I'm talking to you on a Monday, by the way. Then you've got tomorrow, the Tuesday, and then you've got the Wednesday. So you've got three in a row. I mean, you're feeling, yeah, you're feeling pretty right. confident about that. Getting through it all, and, yeah. And, no, and, well, I and mean, staying the, fresh. You know, the
1: first day you know? <laughs> is always the hardest. There was a couple of little sort of uh, little things that we can uh, we can iron out and get even better for the second and third one. Yeah, so, sure. Uh, yeah, no, no, we're all staying uh, staying fresh
0: and positive. Oh, it's good uh, to hear.
1: So, so it's good. Okay, yeah.
0: well, I look forward to um, getting, well, to reading you guys. I believe you're going to write a nice little report for, for the pages of the travel section in the West at some point. So I look forward to reading that and seeing some of your own great photographs. In the meantime, I better let you go back to enjoy the Yeah, the otherwise, lunch otherwise
1: prepared. Uh, Stephen might eat my lunch or give it to someone else.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and, and listeners, do, listeners, don't go away because, as I said to you, we've got a, a couple more segments coming up, both featuring Stephen Scarfield. So in the meantime, uh, Moans, thanks again. Uh, take care and look forward to seeing you back in the office soon.
1: My pleasure.
2: Thanks. Uh, we're in uh, Carrara Rangeland Park, which is here in West Australia, about roughly 400 kilometres north of Perth. So we're sort of between, to the east, Payne's Fine, to the west, Perinjuri, Morawa, to the south, sort of north of Wubin, Buntine Rock, and um, and above us up, up in the north is um, Yalgoo. So it's a big area here of six former stations that are now coming to Parks and Wildlife at this Rangeland Park. We're very fond of it because... Um, It's got slightly more relaxed rules, I suppose, for us visitors than a national park has. So there's big camping areas and uh, lots of of bushland. And I keep saying we because I'm here with Grady Brand, who's our our wildflower expert and a a great interpreter of the Western Australian landscape. We're walking down a red sandy track in the afternoon. What time is it? Four o'clock the flies are starting to calm down a bit we've had a, not too many but a few of those today and it's just starting to cool off but we're walking through a lot of very fine wildflowers do you want to tell us what we're looking at for a start off
3: i'd be happy to Steve. And this is typically uh, a mulga country because the dominant species is acacia anura which is commonly known as the mulga tree and it's one of the finest hardwoods and these, I suppose this country has lots of these established trees Um, and the good thing about this uh, country that has now been destocked and the windmills have now been turned off is that really it's coming back into a a new balance after the uh, large heavy-footed animals have been taken off you know birds are coming back into the rightful I suppose proportions and so are the marsupials and sort of nature is returning to these uh, rangelands which really is one of the most
2: positive stories I've heard for a very long time. It's pretty amazing isn't it I mean you and I both know these places from before when they were being used for stations particularly with goats which are very hard on this sort of country yeah. I'm just blown away by the recovery that one can see already.
3: Yeah, look, last year was an exceptional year and I think it got a lot of coverage because it is one of these uh, phenomenons that is of uh, world standing when the, you know, the country just comes to, to light when, when the rains come. But last year there was a, you know, exceptional rains which really fills up aquifers, fills up the subsoil and this year has really benefited from last year um, and it hasn't had as much rain this year but the display is all but equal to last year's amazing floral bananas yeah, really.
2: For, for anyone who came you know, looking at wildflowers in 2021 may be thinking, they've seen the best of it so 2022 don't bother but we're right in the in the sort of well in this area in the start of the season you were saying today that probably the next two weeks is is the peak of it all but we're looking at so these pom-poms these sort of uh, creams pinks what are are they
3: yeah so the the everlasting, which is the paper daisy, there's a, a range of those, but in this Mulga country, the predominant one is cephaliptrum, which is the common name, is the pom-pom everlasting, and they're a papery daisy. And then below it, there are waitzias, there are valayas, uh, Gardenias. Uh, so it's uh, you know quite a sweet, that flower over a range of time. But the peak is really
2: within the next two weeks, but it will last for another four. It's so pretty. These pinks that we were just talking about, or the whitey pinks, they're so delicate. It's like snow, isn't it? It's just beautiful on the red earth through the mulga. And up the hill there we saw quite another another mix of species earlier today, didn't we? We had a good walk today
3: yeah it was beautiful and as we walked up the the side of the hill one of those bird species that i was referring to the major mitchell cockatoos they are sort of coming back Uh, they have a very narrow distribution but in these uh, rangelands i'm sort of noticed over the last 10 years that these species are actually building up in numbers
2: and are far more commonly seen we we were what you were standing there taking pictures what 15 meters from one feeding on wildflowers today yeah <laughs> it was a town in the flowers yeah, yeah a pair of them
3: really. yeah they're very beautiful birds so if you ever have the opportunity to see one in its natural
2: landscape
3: in these woodlands and mulga country it's a it's a sight to behold
2: well we're very pleased to be here and here with you of course um for anyone in West Australia listening to this, is, there's different ways to tackle this. So Carrara is at its peak, as you've heard now. Uh, you could stay in Moroa or Perengiri and come in. You could even come in from Dalwollinu, for example. Over at Thundalara, which is uh, the sort of base on this uh, Rangeland Park, there's caravan um, facilities over there, so you can come in off Great Northern Highway on, on a good road into Thunderlara. And as I mentioned, particularly just near us at Kaji, Kaji there are two kilometre-long stretches of track on which you can camp. Uh, it's $8 per person per night. You book all of that on the um, Parks and Wildlife Booking System online. Um, and it's about as easy as that. And it's just fantastic, isn't it? It is indeed. Well, we're going to enjoy our walk now. So thanks for joining us and thanks for talking to us, Grady. Thank you, Stephen. I'm on the Viking Heimdall in southern France actually on the Rome River between Arles and Lyon and I'm with Jerome Seur Close? Close, very close Pronunciation, okay <laughs> uh, Programme Director here on the ship um, Jerome organises the, the activities off the ship you know generates a lot of energy on the ship and does presentations on, on several evenings, including one very clever one, which um, I've asked him to share a little bit of it uh, on the pod today because Jerome will, has taught guests, and I've seen them using this since, taught guests how to get the French to speak English back to them. But <laughs> perhaps just uh, put that in your own words. Well. I try and keep it simple
4: Uh, when it comes to the words I'm using. I mean, French is a very vast language. I mean, it is a language of Moria, it's got a huge vocabulary. So I'm trying to keep, use the simple bits. And like saying, hello, how are you, who you are, nice to meet you and and things like that. But in France, when you walk into a shop or when you meet meet someone, it's very, very important to greet. The bonjour in France, it's extremely important. A lot of French people say, oh, I don't talk to this person, they don't even say hello kind of yeah. thing. It's, it's yeah. very important within the culture. So even
2: just to walk in the shop and say bonjour to everybody. That's what you have to do. Yeah. You walk
4: in, not in a big mall, of yeah, course sure. not. People sure. are not going to listen to you. But in a small shop. But you go in a shop, in a bakery, in a clothes shop, whatever it is, you walk in, and the first thing you say is bonjour to everyone. And people just turn around and say bonjour. So as long as you say bonjour, you're already, you're breaking the wall down. French yeah. people are very proud yeah very proud of who they are, very proud of uh, their culture and uh, saying bonjour is very important. So as soon as you walk in, imagine if you walk into a place if I walk into your place of business, which is in Australia, and I'd, and I'd say bonjour and expect you to speak in French to me yeah. so French people don 't particularly like that so if you if you just make a little effort to actually speak the language they 'll meet you yeah. halfway yeah and if you do what French people do, come in and say bonjour. Trust me, they know you don't speak French by then, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you catch them off guard because yeah. it's like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And then you ask them how they are. And there's so many different ways yeah. to say it. Comment ça va? Comment allez-vous? Just keep it simple. Just, ça va? Ça va? With a tone going up because okay. it's a question. And the answer is, ça va? Tone going down. So yep. just by doing that, then introducing yourself, but the kick is at the end so you introduce yourself je suis not je m'appelle we're trying to keep it simple so je suis I say Jérôme you would say Stephen yep you, but you wouldn't change your name you wouldn't Don't change your it. accent yep
2: just use your just normal use name. your
4: real name it's who you are yep you ask him to he you say you, nice to meet you which is enchanté think of enchanted and the last thing that you say is the most important thing is parlez vous anglais do you speak English?
2: But by that time... By which time they'll... The walls come down, you've made a connection, show that and trying. they'll help you out. It's fantastic. And I've seen the guests doing this. Yes. i have just hanging around this week. I've watched people going into an ice cream shop or, and followed them in just mm-hmm. out of interest. And they've done this. It's probably a leap of faith to walk in <laughs> the first time and say bonjour. And a, but once you you've know, done it, and you it see works. the reaction. You see the reaction. It's a very clever thing. And the reason I've asked you to talk to today is because, let's say, when you come on a a river cruise, um, and the Viking cruise here is fantastic. I mean, we're we're great friends with Viking. It's been amazing through the pandemic as well, I must say. Everything that we love about the company, and you know that you will eat well, and you know that you'll have fantastic shore excursions and inclusions and everything else. But it's these other things that you'll, I mean, that technique will get thrown someone through the next... But, 20 years of but training. When I do, you know, so it's great to yeah. learn something like that but, from a local like you. When I do that presentation, I do have a little help
4: as well because we, we pair it with a wine
2: tasting. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, it always easy. <laughs> Lubrication's always good. <laughs> exactly. Jamama, it's just fantastic. And, and you're very generous to share your, your very clever presentation with us. Um, so, but I use that as an example of the many things that, that you can learn and pick up on a... On a trip like this, because you're travelling with locals, you mm-hmm. know yourself, your French, um, all the local guides that you line have just been wonderful. So it's been a real kind of immersive experience, I think, for all 167 people on the ship who, who probably won't really want to get off. So,
4: well, some some of I guess I might be getting off and going and going back home, but a lot of them are continuing doing something else. Post extensions mm-hmm. in Dijon, in Paris, or even another cruise yeah. in the Normandy. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Some of them
2: keep going. going. (laughs) Fantastic. Thanks so much, great to talk to you. Pleasure. It's all mine.